Welcome to Tiger Talk, 41st Field Artillery Brigade podcast for health, wellness, and spirituality, led by your brigade behavioral health team, your brigade chaplain, and your soldier family readiness representative. Welcome back to the Tiger Team podcast, coping with COVID. (laughs) And we would absolutely like to welcome back from her long extended vacation, uh, Captain Sabrina Lewis. Captain Lewis, can you tell us where you were, please? Yes, of course. I was um, at Captain's Career Course learning... Um, Probably the MDMP process, which is the military decision-making process. Yes, oh. the military decision-making pro- process. It's seven steps um, full of where military makes decisions. Oh. Brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. So we're, we're back. We're ready to, to rock and roll. And some of our guests today... Is uh, Specialist Zaragoza? Yeah, I'm Specialist Zaragoza. I'm with uh, 41st Behavior Health. Um, you can call me Z if you see me during a walkabout or at your PT session. Thank you, Chaplain. Yeah, thank you, Z. And our one and only, Fursa. I'm Colleen Lydon, and I'm excited to be a part of the 41st Field Artillery Brigade. Um, been here just since August, so excited to meet everybody. Uh, my office is at the Brigade Headquarters, so feel free to stop by, and looking forward to meeting everybody. Well, Yay! welcome. Yay! Welcome, Colleen. Thank you for joining us today in this uh, amazing, amazing room for this podcast. So, can you define FURSA? What is that? It's kind of like the MDMP. Some of us don't really know what, what that is, still don't know what it is. Maybe do a better job at defining it than I did. Maybe do a better job. <laughs> what is it? What's the FURSA? What FURSA stands for Family Readiness Support Assistant. So, I do all things that have to do with soldier and family readiness. So, we really want to focus on readiness and resiliency among our force. So, we have specific uh, entities that like to work directly with the soldiers. However, the FURSA takes the soldier and the family component of it and brings it all together. So anything that you could possibly have an issue with or been excited about, we can always link you up with whoever um, you need in order to overcome challenges and obstacles. If somebody was to put you on the spot and ask for an example of like what is something that like a service member or a family member would come to you and that's in your wheelhouse and this if this was a scenario this is how it would link them up with resources yeah so an example of things that i see daily are my wife is at home she's looking for a job what are some great resources or who can i tell her to um, look for in terms of jobs or even volunteer opportunities i can certainly get anybody hooked up with some of our community resources Um, for that. Another thing is, you know, the education opportunities, uh, scholarships, anything like that. We also work a lot directly partnering with ACS. Um, They have unlimited opportunities within ACS, could be financial resources, newborn network, um, you know, the lending closet, anything like that. We also really partner with Chaplain Behavioral Health to make sure that that our force is as strong as possible and ready in resiliency across the board. Okay. So I assume that you guys have a really big part in the family members that are coming over now, especially like within COVID and they maybe don't have housing set up yet or they're just trying to figure out what are they going to do because I think as soon as they get here, they get into housing and they're stuck there for like two weeks, right? They go right on wrong. Yes. And then, and so do you assist them with any of that or if they have any questions or is it afterwards? 
So we can certainly assist with anything. The way that the program is working currently is that the incoming spouse, I'm sorry, the incoming soldier will have a soldier sponsor. Mm -hmm. We're looking to start incorporating spouse sponsorship um, come after the first of the year. So we're really excited to kick off that program. Um, But for now, what happens is soldier will reach out to the soldier that's on ground here, um, make sure that housing is set up. We can get them enrolled in school even before they're here so they could even start the virtual option while they're in transition so there's no break in school for children. Uh, we have things, again, partnering with ACS, like their lending closet, so we're able to provide small appliances, um, plates, dishes, things like that in a home that you know otherwise might not have household goods. Okay. Um, we can also work to get them information in their home, uh, so whether that's unit-specific as to a training calendar, resources, who to contact, emergency information, all of that. Um, as well as just the different opportunities, events that, that will be going on within the community during that time that they're in ROM. Mm-hmm. We also want to make sure that they have the information for the Red Cross to do things like the grocery shopping if a sponsor is not available, mm-hmm. um, and who to turn to should something arise while you don't have a vehicle and are stuck in your home for two weeks. So. You guys aren't busy at all, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely busy. And, and so, uh, you know, folks, this is a great resource that you have available to you. The, the FIRSA is on only one person. So she's a brigade representative to the commander, advises commander on matters related to, to family and, and single soldiers. Um, and so she has a specific lane that, that, she, that is a very, very large umbrella with a lot of resources. Now, under her resources are the SFRGs. And so each unit that you're coming into or what you're currently in has an, an SFRG that is continually taking care of their soldiers and families. And, and that's why I like the, the change in the title. It used to be just FRG, mm-hmm. uh, Family Readiness Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, past few years, four or five years or so, it changed to SFRG, Soldier Family Readiness Group. And so that really is all encompassing of the entire force that's under the 41st. And so uh, things that I may have going on within religious support for the chaplain side, I'm going to send it to Ms. Colleen. She's going to get it all out to the SFRGs. And so this is a very well-organized machine that takes some, some work put into it. And just know that that's here options for you during the holidays, during COVID. Whatever you got going on, reach out to the SFRG. Reach out to the first of Uh, reach out to any of us and we can discuss further. Yeah, a part of a big push for this new initiative, this new SFRG is we really focus as an SFRG on communication and networking skills within our community. So instead of, you know, the previous FRG that used to focus more on social events and coffees and that kind of stuff, we're now shifting to we really want to make sure that everybody within our community has accurate, updated information. So while Facebook is is a great resource for some that's not where you're going to get all of your accurate, up-to-date information. We also really want to make sure that OPSEC is being handled within our military communities. So again, a lot of people that have a negative view of an, of an FRG in the past, if you could please give the SFRG a new chance to ensure that you're at least getting positive, official information, real time, so that we can keep our community as informed as possible, especially living in a foreign country. That's a great point. Yeah. I have heard a lot of negatives about FRGs just mm-hmm. in the past. So um, 
I've been actually reluctant to, well, not really reluctant, I just haven't had a chance to reach out with my husband's FRG, or SFRG leader, but that is a good point, especially yeah. in a foreign country. Definitely want to take advantage of all the resources mm-hmm. that are out there. So, thinking, talking further about resources, and in case you guys don't know it, and the listening audience, in case you don't know it, COVID is real. Okay, we're still we're still I think in it. Just got real. We're, we're still in it. Um, that that's something that we've all faced the uh, the facts and the realities of that. And part of that is we're we're kind of restricted in in movement as the date of recording of this this podcast. And what do we do? I mean that the world does not stop spinning because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to make it. We're going to continue to do things together as much as we can. And we're going to give you some options that, that you and your families can can be a part of if you want to over this holiday season. One of those is events that we have coming up. I want to put a plug in because the religious support activities are still going on over the holidays. So we are going to have a Thanksgiving service at 1600 General Protestant Service. Um, there, uh, We're going to have Christmas services. There is going to be, we have a Jewish rabbi here who's going to do um, Jewish services during this time. And so fortunately, our, our chapels have not closed down. We still do in-person and online services uh, and have continued that for the last few months. And we'll continue it until we're, we're told to do otherwise. And so be looking for that as I get the, the roster or the uh, schedule for the religious support services that are going to be going on over the holidays. I'll send that out to all the units. I'll send it out through uh, Miss Colleen to get out to the SFRGs. We'll put it on the Facebook page. We'll make sure that you have the uh, information you need. And if you don't know, just contact your chaplains or your local unit ministry team. And anything else going on? What about behavioral help lane? Yeah, so for behavioral help, we are also still here. Um, I don't even think this has anything to do with COVID, but um, there's always gonna be at least one of us in the office. Unless if there's a, um, what is it called? Like a Donza or something like that. But for the most part, you can find us in our office. Our building has moved. So we are at building 436. So for those of you who are familiar with family advocacy used to be, we've actually replaced family advocacy or where they initially set up the acute respiratory clinic. Um, we're, we're in that same building. Or um, if you just take Gettysburg Avenue all the way down past the helipad and you kind of think it's about to dead end, I mean, you see a little shack on the left, that's building 436, and that is where we are located at. So we're no longer um, seeing patients actively in the brigade building, but ideally you'll at least find one of us once Ryan gets back. You'll find one of us um, either at the brigade or at building 436, which is where we're seeing patients at. So for the most part, you can find us there. We have recently started our um, coping skills group, and so in that group we're talking about anxiety, um, sleep, depression, and anger management. Um, and so it's every week, Tuesdays at 10, and you can actually, oh, kidding. It's every week, Tuesdays at 11, and you can actually uh, just get with Specialist Adagoza or myself uh, to get scheduled for that. Uh, the other good thing about that is that this group is in person. There's a lot of virtual stuff going on right now, and we just really want to emphasize that this group is in person. We are capped at a certain number, which is why we're asking you to get with us so you can actually get an appointment. But for the most part, just come on. We want to make sure that we build our connections and maintain them. Is that open to soldiers and families or just soldiers? So this is open to just service members. 
We recently pulled out, um, put out some information about how family members can get connected with behavioral health. So right now that is at the Graf Behavioral Health Clinic. You're getting 507. What's the number? 507. Phone number? 314-590-3004. Yes, and so you can reach out to that, like they handle just basically anything, right? So there's parenting concerns, they have groups. Um, depression, anxiety, just a list of things, but um, that is where family members can essentially, family members and children, I think it starts at age six and up. That's when you can, where you can go to get um, some of your services. As far as marital counseling, we have options for marital counselors as well, off post. Um, we also have an MFLAC, um, Military Family Life Consultant. She is either on her way here, or she's still in South Carolina making her way over here. Um, but she, we actually have a brigade one now, yeah, that's so that's great. great. Yeah. And, um, She's really excited to kind of come to Germany, and um, of course, COVID has slowed her down, but she is still, even though she's not here right now, she's still available. WhatsApp, she does Zoom, um, she's very engaging, so that's also available. One of the good things about having her on East Coast time is that she's a little bit more available after duty hours our time, because it's still daytime her time, so that has really worked out for her and for us also. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it as okay. far as what behavioral health is doing. We'll put, uh, and so any of this, we'll put in our show notes and the, the information, yes. the phone numbers and things like that, and yeah. put as much as we can there so you can refer back to it. Yes. Ms. Colleen, how about in your lane? What do, what do we have going on coming up for the holidays? As far as um, family events taking place, um, again, this is where it's really important to stay connected to your SFRG. Each uh, company level and battery level is still trying to accommodate within the COVID mitigation. So um, for Thanksgiving, some of that looks like a drive-by event. Um, so where you can still kind of come out, say hi to everybody, and pick up a plate of delicious food that's being donated by some wonderful cooks within our community. So um, again, get with, your, get with your SFRG leaders. Um, and get tied into that. Moving forward, looking at December, um, again, all things holiday. So mm -hmm. we're really gearing up for the 41st um, Christmas market that will yeah. be held within Yay. our footprint. So yeah, looking forward to a huge event. There will be a pre-registration for that. So look for that link um, that will be published on our Facebook page as well as the Garrison Facebook page. Um, looking to bring out SFRGs, also um, individual HBBs, um, as, as well as partnering with AFES to bring out some of their vendors, food trucks, all of that. So really excited to offer this opportunity um, to the entire garrison of Bavaria. Um, also will have Christmas mugs available. So those that collect the Christmas mugs every year, have no fear, you will still be able to have some for 2020. So. Yes, so super excited for those to come in. Um, looking forward, um, there will be other units that will also be providing different events, um, Christmas markets. I know, you know, bosses looking to hold some events, religious support, looking to in incorporate um, a cookie exchange mm -hmm. towards the end, closer to Christmas. Um, again, these are all reasons to stay connected with your SFRG because if an event like this sounds like something that would spark your interest, they would be the best ones to get you in contact. So That's great. Right. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually going to be amazing. Christmas markets mm -hmm. here is something that I thoroughly enjoyed in Germany last year. And it's kind of a bummer not to be able to do some of that this year. And so for the unit to actually put something like that together 
which, oh, by the way, it takes a lot of volunteers, so mm-hmm. volunteers are needed. Um, but for them to, to do that, for Colonel Miller to, to say, yes, he wanted to continue to do that and support that is very important. And it shows community, it shows connection, and it shows caring as, as we uh, you know, continue to reach out to everybody. So I, I think it's going to be great. Where is the Christmas market going to be located um, for this year? So if you're aware of the, um, where the Tower Barracks post office is, the actual entrance, there will be one entrance in and one entrance out. So you'll kind of be entering over by the 177 Battalion headquarters, um, which is kind of behind the defect in the large parking lot where the old Performing Arts Center used to be. You'll be entering over there and then you'll be exiting out by... Um, past the 1-6 Battalion Headquarters, and if you don't know where that is, it kind of leads you out to the post office parking lot. So we'll all be behind those large buildings. Um, there will be traffic direction in the area, so if you just come on over, head towards the post office, you'll be able to see where we are. Awesome, and you also mentioned some Christmas mugs. Um, would there be glue wine? with those Christmas folks? <laughs> there will be. We are excited. Um, we have partnered again with AFES, and so we will be able to sell hot beverages to include hot chocolate, um, that kind of stuff, but there will also be Gluevine available, so. Thank you. These are important questions. I like the, them. <laughs> very, very important questions. Thanks, Z. All this has been important so far. However, we want to talk about some recipes. We want to ask the group in here what is your favorite holiday recipe? And we can't say them all, I have many. What's something that might be a, a food tradition or a favorite recipe during the holidays? Z, you wanna go first? Yeah, well, growing up in South Texas, um, <laughs> Texas. we yeah. always had tamales, pozole, and of course, you know, the uh, Christmas cookies, the sugar cookies, um, mm. I have no idea how to make them, but that's what we <laughs> ate for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Nice. Are you going to so, make any of that? I'm going to try to. I'm oh, try to, yes. which ones? Uh, the pozole, for sure. Oh, nice. okay. Some of those options will also be available at the Christmas market. What? So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, so good. That sounds like an amazing holiday tradition. Uh, Colleen, how about... Uh, one of the big things that that we always had every year at Thanksgiving, sometimes Christmas, but was more of a cranberry relish. So I know a lot of people do like the Jello type, mm-hmm. but this had more of like fresh cranberries, pineapples, oranges, mm-hmm. some walnuts, mm-hmm. um, more into like a relish dish that was just. Would you eat it with? You just eat it. Oh, I, mean, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's just a side. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Mix okay. your uh, potatoes in it. You yeah. mix potatoes. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if it's like it's kind of like I. It's I not a topping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. More That's of a side dish. Okay. You're making that this year. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Your family's gonna <laughs> right. expect it. Right. Are your daughters? See, this yeah. is this is this is proof. This is right. proof. Right. This is proof. She's gonna make it. Your girls out there gonna listen, or your husband? Yeah. I can have one person at my house, so first one what? to contact me. What? First come, first serve. You heard that? We'll put her personal cell phone number in the right. show notes. That's happen. No, it's going to be good. All right, so about Sabrina? So, um, it's been really difficult for me to bring little bits of home to here. Mm. Just, I'm really having a hard time finding meats and stuff. But um, I make a mean pepper pot, mm. and that a is a pepper pot. Pepper pot. It's a Guyanese dish, and so mm. it's made with casserie. And um, it has pig trotter, it has neck bones, 
It had nice. basically whatever type of meat you can yeah. find. Of course, oxtail. Um, and um, there's some other meats in there as well. I just, I'm blanking on the names right now. But you make it and then you let the meat kind of sit overnight. And it's basically supposed to get a little bit um, rancid. Just a little bit. But it sounds the, rancid. It, but once sure. the, it's really good. And then once okay. the casrip sits and then I make, I make homemade bread. And so that's typically for breakfast. And then, um, so it's a lot of work just for breakfast. But then after that, um, that's when I make my curries and I make mm. my roti mm. and um, I do Caribbean stuffing. So a lot of it is very Caribbean in my household. Wow. And then my husband is Mexican, so he also makes um, my favorite, which may be stereotypical, but I love his guac. Mm. <laughs> so mm. as yes. I'm cooking, he will be making my guac for me <laughs> and um, some other dishes. It's really quite tasty, though. Mm. Mm. Nice. Wow. So we will try to put some of this stuff in the show notes also as far as the recipes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, uh, No, no. I'll this Google is family. Whatever's not, whatever's not a secret family recipes or, or Google. Um, and so mine, I, I like to do a different turkey recipe every year. Last year I did the Snoop Dogg Ain't No Jive Herb Turkey recipe and it was a, it was legal herbs it was uh, and just so you know snoop dogg does have a cookbook out there and him and martha stewart yes, got do. together it's, mm-hmm. it's, it was it was phenomenal anytime you have these these legal herbs mixed together with butter you can't go wrong and so this year i'm i'm doing a a cajun inject mm. recipe and frying it so it's not only going to be injected with the cajun sauces uh, but it's going to be dry rubbed, set for 24 hours, and it's going to be fried. So it's almost the better of both worlds. Right. And I have never fried a turkey before, so... Um, well, you I'm, have your I'm, eyebrows. I do, it's right now. I do have eyebrows. <laughs> I'm going to let them really grow out. I give a fire extinguisher. Um, so I'm excited about that. And it takes much less time to cook it, only about 45 minutes to fry a turkey, as opposed to roasting it, mm-hmm. which takes about six hours mm-hmm. so or longer. Um, that's it. Well, Chaplin, if I may, just to, um, I just want to point out that I know right now times are super trying right now and everybody's just trying to figure out how they can bring some sense of normalcy to where they are right now in basically this, this massive heap of chaos. And so, yeah, we're being very um, candid and this is what reminds me of home or this just is very nostalgic. But I think it's very important for us to, to try to remember the whole purpose behind why we want to remind ourselves about home. And that's the last time that we maybe felt super comfortable or around loved ones. And while we can maybe not recreate that right now, it's still something that we can remember and hold on to. And that brings us close to the heart and just allows our hearts to open a little bit more as opposed to trying to be closed off and maybe wanting to forget things because we can't have it exactly the same. So whether it be your own recipe that you may have um, that reminds you of home or you want to try one of our recipes and see how it goes because everybody tries something new at the holidays and sometimes it goes well or not, but you have memories. So I think this is one of those main things that we're driving home is that we want to keep those memories going. So maybe next year you can say, well, I tried this jive turkey recipe or I went and bought some pig trotter and tried <laughs> pepper pot. Just something that you can create your memories and um, remind yourself that it's always about who you're around and the people that you're with, but it's also just about making the best of what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, with that said, I think we are, are finished with this first round of, of coming back to the table. Woo! We're back at it! Back at it! <laughs> Rawr! Tiger team! And 
tune in for for more topics and discussion and put your comments in the comment. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in.